And just want to take a second and thank Policy Genius. They're supporting today's episode of Success Story. I know we all have kids. We all have families we want to take care of. And I personally check something off major on my to-do list, life insurance. It's a tough topic. It's really hard to think about, but it's so important. And the hard part was sorting through all the options. Luckily, I found Policy Genius. Policy Genius is an online insurance marketplace that makes getting life insurance surprisingly easy. With Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just $292 per year for a million dollars of coverage. Some options offer same-day approval and avoid unnecessary medical exams. Now, knowing my family's protected brings me incredible peace of mind. Don't put off this important decision. Check life insurance off your to-do list in no time with Policy Genius. Head to policygenius.com or click the link in the description to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you could save. That's policygenius.com. Welcome to Success Story, the most useful podcast in the world. I'm your host, Scott D. Clary. The Success Story podcast is part of the HubSpot Podcast Network, as well as the Blue Wire Podcast Network. Now, the HubSpot Podcast Network has incredible shows like the MarTech Podcast hosted by Benjamin Shapiro. The MarTech Podcast is all about maximum value in 30 minutes or less. The MarTech Podcast shares stories from world-class marketers who use technology to generate growth and achieve business and career success all on your lunch break. If you like any of these topics, you're going to love the MarTech Podcast. Some of the topics are zeroing in on the ideal product price point, identifying loyalty plays for smart marketers, finding the line between sales and marketing and SaaS, extending the lifetime value of your customer. If these are topics that are interesting to you, go check out the MarTech Podcast hosted by Ben Shapiro, wherever you get your podcasts. Today, my guest is Natasha Graziano. She is the nation's number one mindset coach and ranked number one female motivational speaker under 40 in the world by Forbes magazine, as well as a top female mindset coach by Business Insider. She is the host of the Law of Attraction podcast, which has gained over 100 million views to date and is ranked in the top 10 podcasts to download in 2021 by Influensive magazine. She is the creator of the renowned MBS method, uh, Meditational Behavioral Synchronicity, uh, which allows people through ancient breathing techniques, meditation, and altered states of consciousness, and neuroscience to operate at their highest level. She's gained over 1 billion views, and her programs have helped over 1.5 million people transform their lives, making her one of the most respected names in her field internationally. She has been learning and teaching mindset for the last 15 years to all kinds of people in different stages of their life, from people that are just starting out to established entrepreneurs with nine and 10 figure businesses to A-list movie stars and a variety of other people. She has been seen in the New York Times, uh, Wealth Insider, Mary Claire, Harper's Bazaar, BBC, Business Insider, Vogue, Forbes, and many other top tier publications. So this is the second time I've had her on my show. Uh, We brought her in studio. We spoke about all the things she teaches over through MBS, breathing techniques, meditation, uh, the neuroscience that you have to understand to operate at your highest level, to get in the right state of mind for anything you're trying to accomplish. But outside of that, we also went into something that she's done exceptionally well, which is build an enormous social media following. So she has over 10.2 million followers on Instagram and millions on other social platforms. We spoke about her first Instagram post. We spoke about how she turned social media into a business. We spoke about how she find her why and what drives the content she creates. Uh, We spoke about her playbook for building a personal brand. And then after all that, hopefully you can learn some things that can help you build your own personal brand. You can take the playbook that Natasha deployed and then you can provide a personal brand that will teach people whatever it is your niche or your category or your service or your industry or your expertise or your insight is. Uh, If you can build a personal brand like Natasha can, you can basically use that for anything. Uh, Unlimited benefits to doing what she's done. So let's jump right into it. This is Natasha Graziano. She is the nation's number one mindset coach, podcaster, speaker, author. Uh, She's done it all. Your first post on Instagram. Yeah. What was it? Oh, my God. It was me. Um, wearing one of the outfits that I did in the charity shop, I think. I think I may have even deleted it by now. It was me just when I was, um, yeah, I was taking clothes and wearing them and dressing up in anything that I could find. And that was my, that was my first ever, my first ever post, which is interesting because 
I bought the clothes at the time from the charity shop. And then when I was homeless, I went back to that same method. But this time I, I couldn't afford to buy them. I would just wear them in the shop and take pictures with them. And, okay, so you did not, this was more just you trying to live a normal life at this point. Oh, you yeah. Weren't, this is no thought of brand building or, oh, yeah. or influencing or oh, stuff no, like that. Oh, no, way back. Like, it was, um, yeah, like, I've had a couple of Instagram accounts, so this was my first one. Um, okay. <clears throat> so, obviously, everybody jumps on the Instagram bandwagon at some point, but not everybody turns it into a business. So, you're just posting. When did you actually think, Oh my God, I have some momentum here. I can actually turn this into something. Like, who, who, where did you look and see? Because I know when I started my show, I was looking at other people that have built audiences and shows, and I'm like, if they can do that, I can do that. So, who was that person for you? Wow, I love that. Um, the person that was for me was a fashion influencer. I just looked at her at the time and just thought, if she's earning money, she's a stay at home mom, she's earning money just from wearing clothes, I can do this too, right? you know? Like <laughs> I can go and rock some sexy clothes and look cool and throw them on and earn some money and get myself out of the situation I'm in. Like that's what I wanted to do. I just, that was all I could think of at the time. It was nothing greater than that. In fact, I didn't have a bigger goal at the time. Were you ever self-conscious putting it out there? Um, yeah, I think everyone's self-conscious at points. You know, I felt I felt insecure and I had imposter syndrome and I felt like if I don't if I don't do this good, people are gonna hate on it or comment on it. Now hate's like a part of my story. Like, you know, you said to me earlier, if you don't have haters, then you're not successful. Like, that's a part of your story, but I didn't know that at the time. So I was tiptoeing around putting up a pose and I was I was scared I was like oh no if I if I don't put this up if I do put this up somebody's gonna write this and you're always self-conscious but it's about overcoming that fear fear is just false evidence appearing real allowing that say that again say that again what is what fear is false evidence yeah. appearing real it's not real it's something that you've built up in the constraints of your own mind. You've built up a wall around you of limitations which only exist in your own mind. They don't actually exist in your life. They, they, there's no wall, though. There's no wall around us right now. Okay, maybe here in the studio, but there's no actual wall saying, Natasha, you can't do this. Or Hannah or Martin or whoever's listening, you can't do this. It's just a wall in my own mind. And you have to overcome that. You have to step back and say, I'm going to break that wall down. You know how hard that is? You know how hard, because ever since a young age, like you put yourself out there, you get bullied. You're different and you're bullied. You're yeah. made fun of, right? Through it like, It happens to most people in their life. So to put yourself out, not even in your own friend group or your peer group or your family, to put yourself out on social is like incredibly scary. So you started doing this. You had no money. You mm -hmm. life kind of sucked at that point for you. And mm -hmm. you were just trying to like put something out into the world. I'm sure there was like a little bit of like a, you know, feel good about yourself, put yourself out there. But when did when did it actually start to be something that you actually wanted to double down on? When was this like, okay, I saw an influencer doing it. I'm doing it. I'm mirroring that behavior. When did you see that inflection point where you're like, I'm getting some traction and now I can build this brand off of this thing that a lot of people just take as a hobby. So this is so interesting actually, Scott. So what happened was I started to change my captions instead of saying something about the brand, like, you know, wearing this today, I would start talking around mindset. I would start talking around techniques and tangible takeaways and quotes from my favorite philosophers that could help people with their day to day. So the picture became almost a way to lure in the right audience that I wanted. And then the caption was where the magic was at. The caption was like the honey and the picture was the bees to the honey. And that was the way that I drew it in because I realized once I started posting about this, the, the pictures started taking off because they were more than just a picture. Sometimes I put a quote on the picture and you know, you see a lot of coaches do that, that sort of thing. I do that sort of thing now. And I realized that when you start posting about something greater, something bigger that is offering value to other people. So that was in my caption at the time. People were just loving it. And it started to build traction and engagement. And I was like, I'm building a community. And then when I realized I had a community, I was like, great. So I'm actually wanting to really transition who I am and what I am in the world. And then, you know, I went through some crazy times in my life, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of crazy stuff's happened in my life. And so 
going from being an influencer, you know, who was also dabbling in uh, crazy situations in my life at the time. I was a webcam girl, you know, I have bloody hell, I've got two sex tapes released on me, but all of this shit is just a part of my story. It's a part of my narrative. When all of that happened, I then didn't realize, I'm sorry, I'm going off on a tangent here. No, no, but- I, I want I wanted to just ask, are you happy you went through that? No, I, I have to say, I, I... Not in like, a, I loved it at the time. Yeah, yeah. But are you happy as to how uh, who you are coming out of that? You think you would have been the same person? Or do you think you're stronger because of it? I'm stronger because of it. That that had to happen to me. That had to happen to me. I had I was a drug addict. I was you know f- paying for a drug addiction, and so the only thing I could do to continue this horrendous addiction I had was do something that bought you in fast cash money. Mm-hmm. And for me at the time, that was you know doing all that stuff. And my body was exploited, heavily exploited. And the same people that are in charge of human trafficking and terrible, terrible things that happen to girls in the world now are the same people who probably exploited my body back then and we don't know you know what who what why when but we just move on from it and know that if I didn't go through that I wouldn't be where I am today now changing lives saving lives on stage yesterday saving lives the week before on stage I wouldn't be who I am today and speaking for women and for men who have been exploited have been sexually abused who have been through anything in their life even dealing with a narcissist having been through some way that they've it created a skeleton, if you want, in their closet for themselves and feel like I can't go on because I'm, I'm, you know, such a terrible person. You know, I do not sit and think, God, I, I, that was a terrible, I think it was terrible things that I was involved in, but I don't sit for one day and think if that, I shouldn't have done it. I needed to go through what I needed to go through to get to where I am now. Success is not success without failure. If I didn't go through the most depressing hard time of my life then I wouldn't have been hit with homelessness which was the wake-up call to say honey stop what you're doing stop what you're doing and then I didn't listen when the universe throws at you physically spiritually emotionally financially mentally in every way and then the illness hit me and that was the physical pain I went through and when I hit that when that hit me that was the wake-up call that was the final wake-up call I needed and that was in uh, I had the illness in 2018 and you know, that was painful. And okay, so you are at an all time low at this point. Yeah. Um, of course, that's a wake up call. But it's not easy to just change your life like on a dime like that. Like no. you have to figure out, you know, okay, so the stuff that I'm doing to make money is not what I want to do in five, 10 years from now. Like, yeah. you know, I, I want to have a family, I want to, you know, mm-hmm. maybe pursue a more traditional way of mm-hmm. trying to grow a business mm-hmm. than going on a webcam. <laughs> so Absolutely. So I realized, you know, yeah. at the time, but bear in mind, I was high most of the time. I don't remember half the shit that I did on the webcam. I was high. I do I couldn't even tell so you. You got you got fucked up so that you didn't have to deal with the reality of what you were experiencing. Totally. And then it was a vicious cycle. Yeah. And it was a vicious cycle. So you know I was just young and dumb. And when when you go through that and when you come out the other side, you realize that's not a way of life. That's never, I would never choose to do that now. Of course, this is 10 years ago. When I did all the, uh, the, the stuff, this was 10 years ago. You know, the illness only hit me years later. I'd already stopped all of this stuff. Um, but it was, you know, t- 10 to, to seven years ago was when all this was. It was like 2022, 2023, 2020. Uh, sorry, I'm like back on the wrong day. 2013. 2013, 2014. yeah, I was like, wait a second, that's the future. Yeah, the future, no. what? Yeah. yeah, you know, this is like 2013, 2014, um, 2015. So we're, you know, we're talking way back. Um, yeah. Okay, so how did you pick yourself up? What was your, what was your point? Like, what is your, when did you find your why? Because I think that that's what drives a lot of people. Yeah. They find their why. Now you have a why that's very impactful. Now you want to change lives. Now I know you have uh, you have nonprofit ambitions that you want to help people overseas, unless mm-hmm. uh, you know in, in 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 countries that are not doing as well as we are here. But when did you find that why? How did you find how did you find that why? When I when I fell pregnant, when I got pregnant with my son, um, he was born in 2016. So in in 2015, when I found my why. As soon as I got pregnant, I just went, oh, my God. You know, I'd already stopped doing all my crazy shit from the year before that in, like, 2014. But 2015 was when it was like, wow, this is a wake-up call. This is a massive, massive wake-up call for me. And I just ran from it. You know, I just, like, I I was like, how am I going to be a mom? And then I started getting into a very dark place, you know. Um, The dark place after I gave birth to my son was what 
led me to being suicidal and then homeless. You know, I'd already stopped all of this stuff way before, but because of this series of events, I let you still hadn't fixed yourself, hadn't fixed myself, and the fear ate me up, and the shame and the guilt. And if you live with that scarcity mentality, if you live with that thing in your mind, you will end up on the street. You will you will take yourself from your family, from your friends. You will alienate yourself in your own mind. And that's exactly what I did. So how did that lead me to being who I am today, helping millions of people, being a mindset coach, being empowered, being, you know, helping nonprofits, et cetera, and, and being involved in charity and philanthropy? Because that why of having my child and watching my child alone Watching him and not being able to be there for him in the way I wanted to be at the beginning, not being able to be the most, you know, empowered mother. I wanted to then be a role model to him, but not only to him. I wanted to go on and be a role model to people in the world. I wanted to go on and be a role model to help millions of people, hundreds of millions of people, the same way that I picked myself off the ground, the same way that I took myself when I was on the floor. When I had nothing, when I was broken, when I was suicidal, when I was having anxiety attacks three a day. If I manage to pick myself up the floor, you can too. And that's why I wanted to show the world. That's why I created my MBS method, my meditational behavioral synchronicity, which I've been giving away for free for, for years now. And we have, you know, a membership program, of course, we can get into like a more exclusive version of it. But the MBS method was born out of me understanding how to meditate and how to take myself away from the craziness of the world and how to go inward, how to go into a higher state of awareness, how to go into my higher mind faculties. The stuff that you were doing to fix and, and help and heal yourself. Yes. These are the things that now you teach yes. over, which makes a ton of sense. Yes. I want to go into MBS. I don't want to go there just yet. Yeah. What I want to do first is I want to understand your playbook for building your personal brand mm -hmm. because I want to sort of show showcase how you use your social and now that is a kickoff point yeah. for launching MBS for yeah. writing a book for the speaking engagement you're at last night and all the other ones so you have a formula that works on Instagram you you know you you're you're building a community on Instagram when do you start to monetize and how did you monetize what's your what's your strategy for somebody that would want to say okay i have my own community i want to build my own community mm -hmm. I, she's done it so that now she has 10 million plus followers and obviously the opportunities for her have opened up totally so how do you do that okay so you can easily monetize from from 10,000 followers i mean you can monetize at any point the thing about it is exactly what you said it's about building a community it's about having people trust you people look at three things when they come to your brand number one what value are you offering okay so what value are you offering who are you what's your story what's your usp your unique selling point what are you offering to the world what content are you posting what are you putting out there that's the very first thing they look at the second thing they look at is who are you associated with so when they come onto your page they want to see you along side you know you've had joe vitale on your on your show you've had me on your show you've had uh, jack campbell on your show some incredible minds on there right i love how i just put myself in that box but anyway, <laughs> okay, you've go, had some amazing you've had some amazing people show. so when somebody comes to your page they know oh i know dr joe vitale and jack campbell from the secret so i trust them already so therefore i trust scott because i'm already seeing people that i trust on your page right and that's the same thing with anyone that's listening who are you associated with? So who is on your page with you? Who's speaking for you? Who are you showing up with? And that could be testimonials. That could be people you're doing Zooms with, people you're collaborating with, people promoting your brand. However it is, who is alongside you? And then number three, where have they seen you? Where have they seen you? What publications have they seen you in? Uh, who's speaking about you in the press? Have you been in Forbes? Have you been in Entrepreneur? Have you been in Business Insider? What publications have you been in? What TV shows have you been on? That is what people look at, those three things. And if you can tick every one of those boxes and you have, it doesn't matter the size of the following, but of course the numbers help. And I'll tell you why now. Every time I knocked at a door when I started my career and I didn't have many followers on there, maybe a, you know tens of thousands versus hundreds of thousands at the time, um, I would knock on the door and if I didn't have a blue tick, people are not quick to answer the door because you're just the same as everybody else on the platform. However, if you knock at the door and you have hundreds of thousands or where I am now with millions and millions and millions, tens of millions of followers, then you knock at the door and you've got a blue tick next to you. It's knock, knock, who's there? Oh, it's you. Instantly validated Instantly social proof. Val yeah, yeah, got it. Yeah. Instantly validated social proof. Your validity has gone up. Your credibility has gone up. So anything that comes out your mouth now is already on a pedestal. And on top of that, you then offer value. So you swoop in there with value. So it comes from a value mindset, offering value. I was saying to somebody earlier when I was on their show, I was saying, if you 
do something for somebody else and you make them happy first, they will go out of their way to make you happy in return. They will go out of their way to do something back for you. <clears throat> That's the law of reciprocity. That's the law of reciprocity. So give first, offer value first. And when you knock on that door, give value and say, hi, this is what I can do for you. I've got 10 million followers on my Instagram. I've got 5 million followers on my TikTok. I've got another million on my YouTube. So, you know, we're adding up and my email database, we're adding up to near 20 million. Let's go. I think I've done my maths wrong or right, but whatever. It's all good. <laughs> yeah, just somewhere in the big numbers and cool. So this is what I can do for you. Do you want to do X, Y, Z together? You're offering them monumental numbers. Or let's say you don't have those numbers. You're listening to saying, like, I don't have those numbers. What can I do? What can you do? Tell me what can you do? Do you have a great email list? Do you have a LinkedIn platform? Do you have a group, a community every Saturday that you host in your local community with 300 people? Any of this is more eyes on you. Any of this is more eyes on them. The eyes on you is the eyes on them. And that is what you offer. Visibility. You offer something that's adding value to them first before you ask. That's how I started my career. No, I was going to say that it was a good point. And I know that's how you started your career and that's how you grew it. But you're not only offering value to the people that you're doing business with. You're also consistently offering value to the audience in the community. And that's how you build it. That's how they trust you. That's why you have the 10 million followers. And something that you said before we even started filming in the other room was really interesting to me. You've never actually filled out a speaker application before. No, I didn't even know what it was. And what how many it? have you done now? Oh, well. In terms of like speaking engagement. Oh, speaking engagement. Yeah, yeah, not speaker oh, application. No, no, how many know, speaking app? Uh, yeah, yeah, a lot, a lot. Not, we're not into the hundreds yet. but No, but like people come to yeah. you. Yeah. So the whole yeah. point I'm trying to make is social is social is like the equalizer in terms of a business can go. I know a lot of entrepreneurs listen to this show and NetSuite has been a huge supporter for entrepreneurs, for business owners, because there's one thing that we all know. Business is about making money and it's about your bottom line. And the less you spend on the nuts and bolts of running your business, the more profits you keep. But these days, everything is costing more. Supplies, people, shipping. It squeezes your margins. And I've been there juggling multiple systems for finance, inventory, you name it, each with its own costs and its own set of headaches. That's why I made the switch to NetSuite by Oracle. It's changed our company. Think about it. NetSuite is one of the top financial systems out there. It puts your whole business on one platform, accounting, finance, the works, one data source for everyone. There's no more mismatched info. And because it's in the cloud, it slashes your IT costs. No more servers, no more updates. Just access NetSuite from anywhere. With one integrated suite, your overhead drops big time. And here's the real win. Efficiency. Everything's connected in NetSuite. Costs are ridiculous lately. Find a proven way to reduce your expenses and get better performance out of your team. It's a no-brainer, and that's what NetSuite offers. Over 37,000 companies have figured this out already. You have to join them. Right now, through to April 15th, NetSuite's got an incredible, flexible financing plan. Check it out and see the savings yourself at netsuite.com slash scottclary. That's netsuite.com slash scottclary. Hiring as a small business owner is a major pain. That's why LinkedIn is supporting today's episode. You need people with the right skills and experience, but finding them can take forever. It is incredibly frustrating to keep seeing candidates who just aren't a good fit, and that's why LinkedIn Jobs has been a game changer. Let me tell you a little story. We needed to hire a graphic designer, somebody with specific tech and software knowledge and the ability to truly understand our brand. And I started with all the usual job boards and it's the same old story. Tons of irrelevant applications. No one's really matching my needs. I tried LinkedIn jobs and the quality of candidates was just on another level. People with impressive portfolios, relevant expertise. I finally felt like I was interviewing the right people. That's truly the power of LinkedIn's massive professional network. You're tapping into this huge pool of talent you simply wouldn't find on other sites. It's about finding those niche candidates you actually need. And with the right people in front of you, hiring becomes a breeze. Did you know that 86% of small businesses find a qualified candidate on LinkedIn jobs within 24 hours. That is how well their system works. Honestly, do yourself a favor and try LinkedIn jobs next time you're hiring. You can post your job for free at linkedin.com slash excellence. That's linkedin.com slash excellence. Terms and conditions apply, but it's definitely worth trying out.
I don't know about you, but the idea of being harassed, scammed, or even worse, all because somebody found my personal information online, that's terrifying. Our political opinions, our addresses, even stuff about our families, it's out there for anyone to grab. And did you know that data brokers are allowed to sell information on over 98% of Americans? It's scary stuff. That's why I've partnered with Delete Me. I personally use Delete Me. They're a big friend of the podcast because I put myself out there online. So safety is a huge concern. It's really scary how easy it is to find someone's details and information, but Delete Me creates a layer of protection that we all need. You tell Delete Me what you want gone, and they make it disappear from those sketchy data broker sites. And Delete Me doesn't stop. They constantly monitor the web to keep your information off those lists. It's like having a privacy watchdog that never sleeps. You need to take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me. They're giving a special discount for all Success Story podcast listeners. Get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeletemecom slash success and use promo code success at checkout. The only way to get 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash success and enter code success at checkout. J-O-I-N-D-E-L-E-T-E-M-E dot com slash success. Hey everyone, I just want to take a second and thank the sponsor of today's episode, Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond Bourbon. Now I don't have a lot of liquor sponsors on this show. Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond is actually one of my favorites. I've drank it for a few years now, and this is why we actually decided to work together. Heaven Hill Distillery, family-owned since 1935, is a great entrepreneur story, too. So there's five brothers. They filled their first whiskey barrels back in 1935, and their legacy still lives on today. Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond is aged over seven years. That's three more than required by the Bottled and Bond Act of 1897. This means the best quality, the best purity, and the best consistency. This is not just average bourbon. It's the winner of the double gold medals at multiple 2023 World Spirits competitions, and they've won the very prestigious Triple Still Award. It's a very big deal in the liquor and bourbon world. Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond boasts an exceptionally smooth oak flavor, while its aroma offers a sweet blend of caramel and smooth vanilla. If you love bourbon, you need to try Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond. Available nationally, look for a bottle at your local store. Heaven Hill reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Think back to your last few days in the office. Did any of them leave you feeling really accomplished? Not the kind of day where you're running around like crazy, but where you've made real progress on something that matters. Because being busy doesn't always mean being productive. And I bet you we've all been there. And maybe it's time to rethink what it means to get things done. Today's episode is sponsored by Belay, and what they help you do is, instead of getting sucked into emails and to-do lists, they help you delegate tasks and focus on big goals. They can connect you with top-notch U.S.-based talent who are ready to take on those time-consuming tasks that bog you down. Let's be real. There are way more important things you could be doing than bookkeeping or wrangling a packed inbox. They have virtual assistants to handle all of those pesky administrative tasks or accounting professionals to take care of all your financials. But here's the best part. You don't have to waste weeks searching for the right person. Belay's personalized matching service works quickly, sometimes matching you with the right talent to take stuff off your plate in under a week. Are you ready to try a different way of working? Check out Belay's list of the top 25 things you can delegate to a virtual assistant. It might just change your business and your life. Text SUCCESS, that's S-U-C-C-E-S-S, to 55123 to get the list and to start transforming your to-do list with Belay. Go spend money on PR. Mm-hmm. A business can go sponsor a conference and mm-hmm. go get their CEO to speak at a keynote. But what you can do is you can constantly post nonstop on social, build a community, and all of a sudden you have the same access to opportunities that somebody who's spending a million, five million, ten million dollars would only have access to. It's hard to get PR for free. It's hard to get mm-hmm. speaking engagement for free if you have no audience. Absolutely. The so best way they say to sell a book. Yeah go on stage yeah 100%. the best way to sell your business right now is speak on other people's stages right there. that's what you've done yeah. so okay so this is how you've built the brand this is how you've built natasha graziano this is how you now speak globally this is how you, but now you can use this and this is what you're doing now so you're mm-hmm. launching a book mm-hmm. and i'm curious i want to go through topics in the book because to me this is interesting to me um everything that you speak about on the social side and on the business side, you know this. It all resonates with me. This is something like I, I live by. The other side of the things that you speak about, to me, that's still like it's foreign to me. It doesn't yeah. make sense to me, right? Like I I do. So let's let's talk about the things that you speak about. So you speak about MBS. I don't know jack shit about meditation at all. I know about manifestation, law of attraction, 
my interpretation of these things because they get a lot of hate too. And there's sort of like two sides to it. You either love law of attraction manifestation yep. or you absolutely hate it and you're mm -hmm. like, that's absolute BS. Mm -hmm. Like I just work hard for whatever I have. So this is my interpretation and how manifestation law of attraction has impacted my life. And I want to understand if this is correct. So when you do, when you manifest something in my mind, it means that you're constantly thinking about it, constantly sort of already assuming that you have that thing mm -hmm. so that all the actions you take in your day to day are even subconsciously geared towards you trying to get that thing. Yeah. So that is, that to me makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. And that's the way that I've had it explained to me by Joe Vitale, by by Jack Canfield. Like this is the sort of like the scientific way, but you take it a step further because you actually go into um, the different ways that you think through things. And there's like some neuroscience in there as well. Absolutely. So that, I like that a lot because um, I want to dive into that because I want to, I want to, I want to get rid of like the whole negative stigma towards law of attraction because in my mind, all it is, is, at its core, it's goal setting and yeah. constantly working towards those mm -hmm. goals. And I feel like by making it seem like anything else than that, it's almost like confusing and conflating what mm -hmm. it actually is. Mm -hmm. But realistically, if you are always thinking about something mm -hmm. and it's your top priority, then everything you're going to do in your life, if it's actually something you care about, is mm -hmm. going to be towards to get closer to that thing. Absolutely. I don't know why that's confusing to people. That just seems like a very basic thing. But I think because they called it law of attraction versus mm -hmm. goal setting, all of a sudden it's like this like airy-fairy like weird thing that like seems like esoteric and not tangible anymore. Absolutely. Okay. So let's go into it. So what do you actually, what do you, okay. So first well, do you want to do meditation or do you want to do like law of attraction? What's the, or do they probably cross over? They cross over. Okay. They absolutely so cross what do you over. teach? What do you teach? So I help people unlock their full human potential. Okay. I help people understand how to bring the ancient wisdom and the neuroscience together and where they meet. I knock out the skepticism. I knock out the woo-woo. I'm not interested in think positively and it will all appear. No, forget it. That is not what helped me. What helped me was the science, unlocking my brain. Our mind, our, this, this piece of hardware, two million years old, is the most incredible piece of hardware that we have in our body. This helps us function and also helps us defunction if we don't use it correctly. Sometimes you've got to unlearn what you know to grow. And right here, I'm going to talk through a few pieces if you want. On yeah, yeah, I want to. Okay, so I don't know if you want to break it down because you brought, actually, you're, you're very kind. You brought um, an early copy. This isn't even printed yet. I think it's going to have some more updates in it before it actually goes live. Mm -hmm. But okay, so let's, you can break it down however you want. Where's Amazing. The, where's the chapters the, start yeah, there. I'm like, let's go through the chapter. Okay, so. Uh, unlimited power of the subconscious mind, where 98% of your thoughts and actions flow from and how to rewire your subconscious permanently to create wealth and abundance. So, okay, let's talk about thoughts. Let's talk about the things you're thinking on a day-to-day. -day. Um, this, to me, sounds like your thoughts and your subconscious, if they're flowing from somewhere, that means that you're not controlling them. They just seem to be appearing in your head. Like, like I'm sure we have, you know, there's data as to how many thoughts we have during a day, and I'm sure a lot of them are not mm -hmm. useful. So where do thoughts flow from? And then once we understand where thoughts flow from, positive or negative thoughts, then how do we actually tap into that so that we can be focused on thinking on the things that we actually want to be thinking about as opposed to things that are stressing us out, probably drawing and draining a whole bunch of energy out of us. Mm -hmm. So how do we sort of like, and I've heard also, uh, I think I've heard it called like priming your thoughts is like mm -hmm. one way of, of mm -hmm. phrasing it, basically making sure that the thoughts that you think are actually your own thoughts versus all the other shit that's yeah. like imposing on you. This is an entire book in itself. So, I, know. I mean, this is amazing. <laughs> We're just going to thoughts flow from your mind. We have neural pathways, right? So neuroscience is something I've researched for many, many, many years. It's something that we, we have in our brain neural pathways. Okay. And that's where our thoughts will start from. If we go a little bit deeper, we have a part of our brain called the reticular activating system in the lower part of the brain it filters two million bits of data every second colors and sounds and things you see but not smell that's a different part and what it does is it shows you things that you deem as important so what do you deem as important anything you focus your mind on is what you deem as important so your reticular activating system will show you evidence around you to prove that your belief system of what you think is important is true in people places and events so if you are thinking thoughts of imposter syndrome, negativity. I'm never going to be great. You know, I'm not worthy of love. I'm not worthy of the pay rise. I'm not worthy of having a good podcast. I'm not worthy of, um, you know, a job some, or yeah, whatever, yeah. whatever it might be. Your brain, your articular activating system, to be precise, is going to show you evidence to prove that that belief system that you apparently deem as important is real. But actually, if you learn to 
move maneuver that, to change it, to say, I do believe I'm worthy of the pay raise. I do believe that I'm worthy of love. I do believe that I'm worthy of starting my own business. I do whatever it might be. And you believe it at a belief level. And it sounds like I am worthy of, right? Mm -hmm. And it starts like that. And you start thinking thoughts of worthiness, of abundance, of wealth, of something different, listening to podcasts, reading books, ingesting new knowledge, Firing and rewiring your brain, those new neural pathways, the synaptic connections change. Your reticular activating system shows you new evidence around you to show, hey, your new belief system is real. And here's people, opportunities, events, and places to show your new belief system is real. So it is up to you what you see around you. It's up to you. Do you ever find if someone says yellow mini, you now see yellow minis everywhere. I was just going to ask if this is what you're talking this about. This is yes. exactly it. Okay. So when you think of a car, yeah. when you think of a car yeah. and then you'll see that car all Everywhere. over the place. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly this. If I say, oh my God, I'm on a winning streak right now. All of a sudden you get another phone call and it's another winning streak. And like I had three things happen. Usually I say things come in threes, you know, I don't know why it is, but it's a powerful number. Tesla, the Tesla method, if any of you know about that is a really powerful method to look into. And that's about three, six, nine, the numbers, but it's incredible because the other day I was feeling amazing and I didn't start my day like that by the way I started my day in a very bad way how do you change those thoughts you shake it off you go do yoga you go for a run you literally physically shake the body when you shake up the body the DNA physically moves the cells move the atoms move we change plus right? there's uh, actual hormone releases that will yep. improve your mood and, and elevate your mood and your mindset too mm -hmm. right so that if you do like if you physical exercise like there's serotonin release and whatnot absolutely yeah. and we can um, we can channel all of this you know, our endorphins, our dopamine, our serotonin. Is it serotonin? Am I getting the right? Yep. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah serotonin, <laughs> melatonin. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Um, and, and we can we can channel all of this and we can create more of it through exactly what I'm talking about. I'm going to give you one final thing that helps you with your thoughts. Because let me just preface this. Your thoughts become your feelings. Your feelings become your habits. And your habits become you. Your habits become you. Who we are by the age of about 30 years old is just an amalgamation of our habits. Mm -hmm. You, I, we're just an amalgamation of our habits. of What we do, what we do regularly and what we believe and that's who we are. Can you change that? Well, of course you can. Why not? You can become whoever you want to be, hence the new book, Be It Until You Become It. Become the version of you you want to be before you get there, and then surely it will become you. So every day, the first place to start, if you want something to take away right now, you want to do this, get a pen and paper and write this down. Write down every single thing that you've done from the morning until the evening. So wherever time of day you're listening to this in, keep going. And before you go to bed, look back at every single thing you did. And you wrote down, I had a coffee for five minutes. You need to write the time. I chatted on the phone to somebody for an hour about bullshit. I mean, it really didn't serve me. But you don't need to write that. You just need to write, you know. Wasted an hour on the phone? Or, or that or phone call with X, just whatever it was. Um, and then uh, I spent an hour filming a podcast. I spent an hour sorting out some admin. I spent another hour doing this, doing the gym, whatever it might be. At the end of the day, you have to go through that list. And you mark them out of 10. And just mark it out of 10. So you had your coffee. Well, that served you. That was a 9 out of 10. Great. You had that chat with your friend. Mm, that really, that was a derogatory call. In fact, it was undermining somebody else. It was really negative. Really putting more hate out in the world. I'm not, that's not what I've done. But I'm just saying other people have maybe done this today. And believe me, I once did I'm all sure of this enough, stuff. people. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> and so that served you at like a 2 out of 10. And then you carry on writing down out of 10. Now, why am I asking you to write down out of 10? Because Anything that is under an eight out of 10 is something you want to root out of your garden. You want to uproot it, get it out of your garden. It's a motherfucking weed. Get the weed out of your garden. All the weeds of my mind led me to doing shit that I regret, stuff that I wish I'd never done. But it's a part of who you are. Your past does not define you. It is just a part of who you are. So habits define you. Because that is who you are right now. So change them. If you want to appear different in the world, if you want to be a different person, if you want to be successful, if you want to get out of being broke, you want to stop making the same mistakes that you're making every day in whatever field you're doing, change your habits. Change at a root level. And that's your habits. That's your thoughts. And that is the law of attraction. I love that. That's a great definition too. Thank you. I take the woo-woo out. It's just yeah, real. Yeah, no, you, you, you get rid of the bullshit because that... Everybody, you know, if you're talking about different books and things that people subscribe to, like 
like Atomic Habits, for example, like the, how, how big it's is incredible, that book? Yeah. But like, that's the, that's the end result. So you have to go a couple steps back if you mm-hmm. want to actually action that. You the, the habits are great, yeah, but they're not going to turn into habits unless you get the mindset right first. Absolutely. I just want to take a second and thank the sponsor of today's episode, HubSpot. Now, if you're tired of slowing down your teams with clunky software, processes, and marketing that's difficult to scale, HubSpot is here to help you and your business grow better. With collaboration tools and built-in SEO optimizations, HubSpot's CRM platform is tailor-made to help you scale your marketing with ease. Integrated calendars, tasks, and commenting help hybrid teams stay connected, while automated SEO recommendations intuitively optimize your web page content for increased organic traffic. Ditch the difficult and dial up your marketing with tools that are easy to use and easy to scale. Learn how your business can grow better at HubSpot.com. Okay, what do we, okay, so what other things are really important here? So chapter two is letting go to grow. So why do you place an emphasis on forgiveness? Why is that a big deal? I love that you brought that one up. Forgiveness, Scott, is one of the most powerful things we'll ever do. In fact, if you want to talk about thoughts, thoughts have a frequency. That's a fact, right? Thoughts have a frequency. Every thought you have has a frequency. And you mentioned before about positive and negative thoughts. So no matter whether you're having a super positive thought or a super negative thought, whichever one you're having, it's going to bring what you want to fruition. So if it's super negative and it's like, I'm not worthy, I'm so, I'm a loser, I'm an idiot, I've dropped my keys, you idiot. We always say that, it's a common one we say. You idiot, when you drop something, when you break something, when you forget something, oh, you idiot, you loser. The common words that we say to ourselves. And so my point in mentioning this is no matter whether it's super negative negative or super positive you will bring what you want to fruition so be careful where you're placing your thoughts and your time because the mind goes where energy flows your thoughts become your things these are all just well-known quotes so why is forgiveness important the first thing you got to recognize you need to forgive yourself the first thing you need to recognize is forgiveness has a super powerful frequency it's like gratitude it has a super powerful frequency if i tell you say thank you right now so say thank you thank you And just keep saying it. Thank you. You're smiling. You're feeling good. Eventually, if you say thank you, you can't be angry. When you're in a state of gratitude, it is impossible to be angry when you are in a state of gratitude. When you are in a forgiving place as well, it's impossible to be angry and carry hate with you. If you want to, inverted commas, manifest something into your life, I call it attract goals into your life faster, you've got to first remove the blockages. How are you going to build a house if there's already a shit house on the floor there already? You need to wipe out that foundation and build a solid, stern foundation that you can put your new home onto, correct? This is you. You need to remove the blockages inside of you, and that starts with forgiveness. How do you do that? How do you? So the concept makes sense. What do you do to forgive yourself to remove those blockages in your life? Because that's an easier thing to say. And actually do because the knee-jerk reaction when you screw something up is going to hate on yourself Absolutely. always 10 out of 11 out of 10 times yeah so what do you do so this is where my mbs comes in so you can use you know many different forms of going into a deeper state of consciousness which means not just doing it in the beta state where we are now pa- wait pause what's that okay so the different brain waves so yeah. you got you know beta and when you go deep you go into alpha and theta and Delta when you're asleep. What am I? What am I in right now? Beta. Okay. Usually. Yeah. <laughs> so we're I talking. So. I, I don't in, know. I, yeah. I think I'm in, normal right now. Like whatever. <laughs> we're sitting here and we're in beta. And how it works is we're at a faster pace brainwave. And on EEG scans, you can measure these brainwaves. It's called electroencephalography, if I've said it right. And you can measure these brainwaves. And when you're in an altered state of awareness, which is the alpha or the theta, delta. You can, your brainwaves are much slower, which means your mind, your brain is more impressionable. And that's where you can rewire the brain. So you don't want to try and just say, okay, that's it. I'm going to remove the blockages. They're gone. Because A, you probably don't mean it. But B, when you do it in an altered, calmer state of mind, as I said before, you're more impressionable. You can feed new thoughts and you can rewire the brain. You can create new synaptic connections, strengthen neural pathways, strengthen the connections in the brain that you want to connect to rebuild a version of you. You know, they, they do it with, with patients who are coming back from, uh, you know, seizures and things. And well, I'm assuming like to, to artificially change um, the brain waves. I'm sure this, a lot of this sometimes is drug induced. Like I'm assuming that if 
you are taking like some sort of drugs, like that can actually change your brain waves as well. I, I guess I don't touch in the, yeah. No, no, I, I'm assuming like, but you, what I wanted to point out is like meditation at its core is doing it naturally. Absolutely. Okay. At, there you go. Yeah. So you can use, um, you know, ayahuasca or crazy things like this. Yeah. And some people do. So that's the same, that's the same thing that you're doing naturally, but that's really what's happening totally. when you change your, your state of reality. Totally. And sorry, I say crazy. It's not, it's not crazy. You can, it's just different. Yeah. yeah. So, so mo your average person would probably say like, oh, I don't want to touch that. I personally never done it. Uh, but I know a lot yeah. of people that haven't had successful journeys on it. That's a whole separate topic. But for me, you can go deeper and it's not just for me, it's for millions, hundreds of millions and billions of people meditating all over planet Earth right now. And that's why I created my MBS method. So the MBS method incorporates ancient breathing techniques with modern day neuroscience, going deeper into altered states of awareness and anchoring in a new belief. Once you're in that ultra calm state, let's phrase it like that, when your parasympathetic nervous system has kicked in, right, over the state that we're in right now, and you let it take over, and your sympathetic nervous system, and it takes over, and it takes you into a deeper state where you're more impressionable, where you can now say, okay, I release the things that have gone wrong for me. And by the way, trauma isn't always something major. It doesn't have to be like I went through when I was sexually abused, my body was exploited, um, you know, it doesn't have to be that, it doesn't have to be like what happened to me when I was homeless, it doesn't have to be major traumas that led me to that. It could be as small as somebody told you they didn't like you at school. Your teacher told you you were never good enough. You were never going to be a, a, who you are today. In fact, most of the people who are told that are now huge superstars and are super uber successful individuals. And that's how they've used that trauma to become their cure. And as Rumi, the 16th century poet, once said, let your pain be your cure. You have to let your adversity be your cure and forgiveness is the first place to do it. So in the MBS method, when you go deeper, we remove in this 15 minute or half an hour meditation, if you want, if you want to call it that, while you're in that altered state, you can remove the limiting belief inside of you that is blocking you from actually getting out there and being the version of you you're born to be, the, the version of you you are destined to become. And so it's a very simple process and it starts with breathing. Because a lot of people like me, I had ADHD and I couldn't meditate very well. I, I can't meditate. What even is meditation? There's the version of meditation that I teach, there's no dogma attached, no religion. In fact, to most meditation, there is none of that. It's just about connecting with yourself. Forget even higher self, just connecting inward, looking within yourself, being calm and in that calm state, being more rational. So once you actually achieve this state, so you're going through this process, you're mm -hmm. going through a 15 or 30 minute meditation exercise and you and you start to change the state that you're actually in and you probably are achieving uh, some of that altering from uh, beta to other types of states of consciousness, then is the exercise that you do and what you teach over uh, to remove some of these beliefs, is that built into the actual meditation or is that an extra step that you have to tackle? Like if I'm going through the meditation right now, what do I have to do to make sure that I actually accomplish that? If somebody's listening to your meditation, what do they have to do to actually achieve that? You'll naturally go into that state of flow. You'll naturally go into that altered state of awareness just because of the breathing exercise at the start. That's the difference. So the aim with meditation is to go into that altered state, into that alpha or the theta brainwave state. That's where you want to get to. But this is why I created the MBS, because it incorporates ancient breathing, pranayama, breathing exercise before you do the deep guided work okay. on your mind. So you're already at a very relaxed state because you've been doing this special form of breathing where you're essentially improving the, well, these are facts of science around breathing exercises. It improves your blood circulation. It brings fresh oxygen to your body. It improves your immunity. It brings more oxygen to your brain. It, it, the checklist is incredible of what breathing exercises categorically do. So now I incorporated ancient breathing techniques, which have been around for years, those breathing techniques into my MBS method. Understood. Okay. And then when you do it, that's part of it, it you're already very calm. So now when you do a deep guided meditation, like a self-hypnosis, you're feeling so calm and relaxed. You're in a deeper state naturally. And if you don't find you are, most people, I mean, I, I, I find it's a, you know, a very, very, very high percentage of people, sort of 98% of people who will have a very, very, very productive experience from it. Um, in fact, I'm, I'm maybe even higher, maybe even 99%. And what is that? So when they come out of the meditation, what is the thing that people will generally feel? So calm, so relaxed and free of whatever they let go of. Most people are very emotional when they do the MBS. Most people cry for 
the majority of the 15, 20, 30 minute exercise. It's a very, very, very deep exercise. And you connect with what we call the inner child. The inner child is just you as a seven-year-old, as a six-year-old, five-year-old, imagining yourself. And when you visualize and see your younger five-year-old self in front of you, it's very hard not to say sorry to them for the, the pain you've caused them or forgive yourself for what you've put yourself through. And looking at that young child, it almost you feel like it is your child. And it's a very, very, very emotional process. And that's how we start to remove the limiting beliefs that are blocking us. And this seems like a super intense process to go through this. So if somebody wanted to start to include a meditation a meditation regimen into their life, is this something you would do every morning? Absolutely, because you don't... Even though, like, you're crying through it? Through like, some parts. But seems now like it's super <laughs> stressful. No, so there's MBS4 in a child work, which I'm talking about now. Okay. MBS for removing something, like, that you really want to get rid of. And then there's MBS for brain focus. A lunchtime MBS for productivity. Mm. And, of course, you're not going to sit and cry. I don't want to do this at work, no. and I'm, like, bawling yeah. my eyes out. Yeah. Like, no, no, so, like, you're probably not going to cry during the one for brain focus. There's one on YouTube right now, and it's, uh, you know, we give it to loads of teams. I give it to so many of my corporates that, okay. I, that I speak at. This helps you with your brain productivity and focus and rejuvenation suddenly in the middle of your lunch break. Like you just need, you've got 15 minutes, 20 minutes, boom, do this exercise. You're probably not going to start crying, but you probably are going to go back feeling rejuvenated and energized. Okay, good. Okay. That makes sense. Okay. So <laughs> no, no, I just <laughs> wanted to make sure because, um, I've never, I've, I've personally have not done a lot of meditation. I think it's something that I, I want to try more of. And I just want to understand how best to like incorporate it in my life. And sort of, I just act as like the layman. Like for somebody else who, there's probably a lot of people that listen to this that have done a lot yeah. of meditation in their life. But how do you like, how do you get started? And I guess that's sort of the, the, the questions. Like what's the best way to get started to like dip your toe in? So I don't know if tomorrow I'd want to be crying looking at my inner child. Like that seems like incredibly so scary. So do an MBS or it doesn't even have to be MBS. Do an NLP or do that's quite deep as well. But you could do yeah. just a normal guided meditation. You can go on an app like, you know, yeah. whatever you're on. And, and then uh, yours, when you work with when you work with MBS, somebody works with MBS, like you have a meditation that is specifically targeted for a particular Absolutely. Purpose. Weight loss, anxiety, okay. achieving a particular goal in your company, creating more productivity in your team that you get your team to do. I mean, it really is uh, powerful for every single thing. Why? Because there are specific breathing exercises that connect to a particular desire. So if you do a particular form of breathing with a particular style of meditation, you will be able to achieve your goal faster because you've already gotten into the altered state of consciousness naturally which by the way just feels super relaxed like we mm -hmm. talk about it as like this bougie word it just means when you're ah no drugs you're just high on your own supply on your own breath you're just super relaxed and chilled okay last thing i want to talk to you about because i i love this topic and it's the last chapter in the book so obviously it's important to you so it's abundance so what does abundance mean what does abundance mean to you and how do you how do you incorporate it into your life and why is it so important okay abundance is Everything. Abundance is living with everything you desire in every area. It means having and being and doing all you were destined to be and being that version of you. It means having as much money as you want, living abundantly, right? Living abundantly financially would mean having as much money as you want, or at least a lot of it. It just means a lot, yeah. basically, right? What do you want a lot of? More happiness more success, more health. Those are the three common things my clients will tell me. Living in that state, can you imagine how good that would feel? So if I could tell you right now, here's the answer to living an abundant life, would you take it? 100%. Of course. The MBS is, I believe, the route to that. Understanding. You change your mindset towards Yes. I also think it's important, like when you're trying to achieve a, a, a mindset of abundance, mm -hmm. that you realize that it's not all focused on you. Yeah. So when I think about how I spend money, how I help people, how I raise people up. I have always found that it's like, I'm looking at everyone else in my circle. And if I can live a mindset of abundance like towards them, then everything always comes back to me. So like in how I help people and how I give, hire absolutely. people and give. Yeah, that's, mm -hmm. yeah, sorry that I misspoke. Yeah, so that's how I look at abundance mindset. You got it, that's it. The more you give, the more you receive. The more you put out there in the world, I'll put it like this, this is a really good example. Okay, if you are waiting to give to charity until you have millions in the bank, why wait? Start now. 
be giving right now. And guess what happens when you're giving right now? The world in turn will give back to you. The world will give you more of what you want as you give. You know, don't wait till you have a hundred million in the bank to give a million to charity. Let's start giving now the little you do have. When I was homeless and had nothing, I would still give the dollars at the time. It was pounds because I was in the UK, but giving the pounds that I did have to people who also needed it. Give, 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 give. Give in every way, and that is living a life of abundance because you are feeling like a giving person. You take out jealousy, pride, and ego. Take out jealousy, pride, and the word take all of these out of your mindset, out of your psyche, out of you. And then those things that are the most destroying things you'll ever have, take them out. Guess what? You're now free. You're a forgiving person. You're living happily. You're giving. You've got no ego. You're just giving, giving, giving. And now you're living a life abundantly. And guess what? The life around you looks a little different. 100%. Okay. Um, last thing I wanted to do, I always like to do like a couple rapid fire to close these out. Yeah. Um, but before we pivot, Where's this book going to be uh, sold? When when is it actually going live? Like all the all the and where do people connect you to? Amazing. So be it till you become it is out on the second of August, and you'll be able to buy it in any bookstore. So just go online and anywhere that you buy a book, just grab it online. Um, Barnes and Noble and and all the above. I'm sure it'll, I'll be on the list there. Have a look and and see. We'll put a link below, right? Yeah, um, sure, sure. So you guys can do it. And make sure you get your, you know, get your copy. And if you enjoy it, I always say to people, buy a book for a friend. It's a great gift. Yeah. It doesn't have to be mine. It could be, it could be whoever's. But I think when you buy a book for yourself and you buy one for somebody else, you guys have so many notes. I do it with friends of mine. So I'll be like, let's both read this at the same time. And then by the time we finish it, let's go through it. And let's go through our notes on what we learned. And it's phenomenal because you find they read things you didn't. 100%. And then you're revising through going through it. It's a really great way. It's almost like forming a book club. So, you know, get one for yourself, get one for your family, enjoy it. And if there's a part in the book that you love, tag me, tag me on Instagram. It would be my pleasure to repost that out to my, you know, big audience <laughs> and, <laughs> and like, you know, just personally say thank you to you. I, I love to be in touch with everybody. And if you have a question, DM me about it, you know, ask the question. I'd love to answer your question about be it till you become it. And just quickly for anyone that wants to understand what be it till you become it really means, you know, growing up, I... I used to hate the words fake it till you make it. I used to hate it. I, I still do. And uh, the way I, I decided to maneuver around that was it's not about faking it. You don't need to fake anything. Forget the word fake it till you fake it till you make it. Be it until you become it. Become the version of you, really, authentically, that you want to become before you get there in your mind, in your heart, in your soul, in your business, and the way that you show up to your friends, your family, your podcast, your building of your business every day. Become the version of you that you want to become before you get there. And there is so much around neuroscience in the book, so we really dive into how to become it. By the end of the book, you're already there for good, sure. Good. Okay, let's do a couple of rapid fire. Um, so I already asked you these questions because I've already had you on the show twice now, but I'll go through them again because I want to see if your answers change too. Okay, so what was the biggest challenge that you've had in your life? How did you overcome it? Biggest challenge I had in my life was um, when I was in a dark place and a, a drug addict. When I was when I was addicted to drugs, when I was in an industry I, I hated and it was just in a, a rapid circle, you know, a, a feeding each other. The drugs were feeding the career and the career was feeding the drugs. And it was it was a bad career, all, you know, that, that I didn't enjoy. And, you know, I own that and I stand up to it because that without that challenge of doing webcam, being a webcam girl, having two sex tapes put out on me, without that, I would not be who I am today. I would not be the woman I am today because my past does not define me. Your past does not define you. Your past does not define you. Nobody's past defines you. It is just a part of who you are. What was the thing that you failed at in your life? And how did you get through that point? Um, I failed at business multiple times before I built my empire, my company. I failed at business so many times. I have, I still have um, villas in, that I own around the world. And the first one failed so badly. I had, you know, I, I spent three years trying to get guests to stay in it. And it just like, it wasn't taking off. It was costing me a fortune. So I just didn't do the research. I'd never even been to Morocco when I bought my villa. I'd never even been there. And I still have it and I love it. So now it's just like, we, anyway. It's a joke it's, now it's, at this point. No, no. <laughs> yeah, no, we did made it, it. Did you ever figure it, it out? 
Yes. Good. Now okay, made good. it to a hotel. Made good. it to what you call a Riyadh. So it's beautiful. But the, I had to go through failures of years of like, this is the worst investment of my life. I've lost $800,000 on this freaking thing. Like it was a bad, bad like scenario for me at the time. Um, who is one person who's had the most impact on your life? Um, you know, I, I would have to say probably John Asaraf. He's a really close friend of mine. He was best man at my wedding, my husband. John Asaraf, was that your wedding? Yeah, you've gone clubhouse. I didn't oh I didn't realize yeah, that. Yeah, and so realize. was Jim. So that was before I knew you. Oh my god, no so way. So I knew the clubhouse wedding. Yeah. I didn't know that he was part of that. Yeah, that was I just um, had him on my over show a year too. ago. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah, I was just at his house. We were at his house in San Diego. I saw, yeah, yeah. With him and his wife, it was beautiful. He's been a massive impact in my life. He's been a huge impact. He's, for anyone that doesn't know, he's one of the authors from The Secret, the book The Secret, which inspired my whole life um, 16 years ago. That was a, a big thing. And I didn't know that him from afar being my mentor would lead me to where I am today. But him being in the book and speaking his knowledge and his truth and everything that he's created and how to create a better life having a coach in your corner is everything. Mm -hmm. Having that one person behind you is everything. And, you know, it's it's incredible because I manifested him into my life, uh, you know, as a as a friend and we now work together. I, I'm one of the coaches in, in one of his programs and yeah, we do some amazing things. So he's definitely been a huge part of my journey. What has been a book or a podcast that you've consumed lately that's had a major impact on your life? Um, a book that has a, had a massive impact, I have to say, is The Science of Getting Rich uh, by Wallace D. Wattles. That is an old book and it is absolutely remarkable for anybody who really is skeptical around the law of attraction or is skeptical around anything around achieving things through like Wi-Fi. You can't see Wi-Fi. So it helps <laughs> you understand what Wi-Fi is just in this modern day world. Um, but really, yeah, it helps you achieve your goals faster and understand how to get past your own barriers of Good. your mind. Um, if you could tell your 20-year-old self one thing, what would it be? It's all going to be okay. And don't worry. Just have pure tenacity, pure ambition, and be kind and courageous. Last question, what does success mean to you? Success is a reaction to your action. Success is not success without failure. Amen. I know a lot of entrepreneurs listen to this show and NetSuite has been a huge supporter for entrepreneurs, for business owners, because there's one thing that we all know. Business is about making money and it's about your bottom line. And the less you spend on the nuts and bolts of running your business, the more profits you keep. But these days, everything is costing more. Supplies, people, shipping. It squeezes your margins. And I've been there juggling multiple systems for finance, inventory, you name it each with its own costs and its own set of headaches. That's why I made the switch to NetSuite by Oracle. It's changed our company. Think about it. NetSuite is one of the top financial systems out there. It puts your whole business on one platform, accounting, finance, the works, one data source for everyone. There's no more mismatched info. And because it's in the cloud, it slashes your IT costs. No more servers, no more updates. Just access NetSuite from anywhere. With one integrated suite, your overhead drops big time. And here's the real win. Efficiency. Everything's connected in NetSuite. Costs are ridiculous lately. Find a proven way to reduce your expenses and get better performance out of your team. It's a no-brainer, and that's what NetSuite offers. Over 37,000 companies have figured this out already. You have to join them. Right now, through to April 15th, NetSuite's got an incredible, flexible financing plan. Check it out and see the savings yourself at netsuite.com slash scottclary. That's netsuite.com slash scottclary. Hiring as a small business owner is a major pain. That's why LinkedIn is supporting today's episode. You need people with the right skills and experience, but finding them can take forever. It is incredibly frustrating to keep seeing candidates who just aren't a good fit, and that's why LinkedIn Jobs has been a game changer. Let me tell you a little story. We needed to hire a graphic designer, somebody with specific tech and software knowledge and the ability to truly understand our brand. And I started with all the usual job boards and it's the same old story. Tons of irrelevant applications. No one's really matching 
my needs. I tried LinkedIn jobs and the quality of candidates was just on another level. People with impressive portfolios, relevant expertise. I finally felt like I was interviewing the right people. That's truly the power of LinkedIn's massive professional network. You're tapping into this huge pool of talent you simply wouldn't find on other sites. It's about finding those niche candidates you actually need. And with the right people in front of you, hiring becomes a breeze. Did you know that 86% of small businesses find a qualified candidate on LinkedIn jobs within 24 hours. That is how well their system works. Honestly, do yourself a favor and try LinkedIn jobs next time you're hiring. You can post your job for free at linkedin.com slash excellence. That's linkedin.com slash excellence. Terms and conditions apply, but it's definitely worth trying out. I don't know about you, but the idea of being harassed, scammed, or even worse, all because somebody found my personal information online, that's terrifying. Our political opinions, our addresses, even stuff about our families, it's out there for anyone to grab. And did you know that data brokers are allowed to sell information on over 98% of Americans? It's scary stuff. That's why I've partnered with Delete Me. I personally use Delete Me. They're a big friend of the podcast because I put myself out there online. So safety is a huge concern. It's really scary how easy it is to find someone's details and information. But Delete Me creates a layer of protection that we all need. You tell Delete Me what you want gone and they make it disappear from those sketchy data broker sites. And Delete Me doesn't stop. They constantly monitor the web to keep your information off those lists. It's like having a privacy watchdog that never sleeps. You need to take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me. They're giving a special discount for all Success Story podcast listeners. Get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeletemecom slash success and use promo code success at checkout. The only way to get 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash success and enter code success at checkout. J-O-I-N-D-E-L-E-T-E-M-E dot com slash success. Hey everyone, I just want to take a second and thank the sponsor of today's episode, Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond Bourbon. Now I don't have a lot of liquor sponsors on this show. Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond is actually one of my favorites. I've drank it for a few years now, and this is why we actually decided to work together. Heaven Hill Distillery, family-owned since 1935, is a great entrepreneur story, too. So there's five brothers. They filled their first whiskey barrels back in 1935, and their legacy still lives on today. Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond is aged over seven years. That's three more than required by the Bottled and Bond Act of 1897. This means the best quality, the best purity, and the best consistency. This is not just average bourbon. It's the winner of the double gold medals at multiple 2023 World Spirits competitions, and they've won the very prestigious Triple Still Award. It's a very big deal in the liquor and bourbon world. Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond boasts an exceptionally smooth oak flavor, while its aroma offers a sweet blend of caramel and smooth vanilla. If you love bourbon, you need to try Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond. Available nationally, look for a bottle at your local store. Heaven Hill reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Think back to your last few days in the office. Did any of them leave you feeling really accomplished? Not the kind of day where you're running around like crazy, but where you've made real progress on something that matters. Because being busy doesn't always mean being productive. And I bet you we've all been there. And maybe it's time to rethink what it means to get things done. Today's episode is sponsored by Belay, and what they help you do is, instead of getting sucked into emails and to-do lists, they help you delegate tasks and focus on big goals. They can connect you with top-notch US-based talent who are ready to take on those time-consuming tasks that bog you down. Let's be real, there are way more important things you could be doing than bookkeeping or wrangling a packed inbox. They have virtual assistants to handle all of those pesky administrative tasks or accounting professional to take care of all your financials. But here's the best part. You don't have to waste weeks searching for the right person. Belay's personalized matching service works quickly, sometimes matching you with the right talent to take stuff off your plate in under a week. Are you ready to try a different way of working? Check out Belay's list of the top 25 things you can delegate to a virtual assistant. It might just change your business and your life. Text SUCCESS, that's S-U-C-C-E-S-S, to 55123 to get the list and to start transforming your to-do list with Belay. 